Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Hello, 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 and welcome to yet another beautiful episode of Two Thumbs Undecided. I am your host, Sam Ferguson. I'm your co-host, Zachary Ferguson. It's a beautiful day here in Pittsburgh. How's it in New York? It is glorious. I am working with the levels right now. Um, do, do, turn that down and turn that up. We are good. Okay. Uh, it's fine, actually. It's, uh, it's not too bad. It's a little cold. I don't know. I don't know. Can't complain. What about over there with you? I haven't... Uh, over here in the States, uh, it's not that... I mean, I haven't been outside yet today, uh, but if I look out my window, it looks wonderful. I may actually run outside hmm. today. We actually had a... Uh, on this very... We remember that one time when we were still in our podcast days? Uh, and we had that one episode on the roof about fundraising. Yeah, no, that was, that was, uh, that was a summer that, yes, that was last month. That was, I don't remember that being a very good episode. It was about, well, no, it was about funding and we don't know much about funding. So I think we are, I think we are, it was a little bit confusing because we are just like, we are undecided about how to fund. (laughs) Very much. That one was was very much us being confused uh because i think it just ended with us repeatedly saying if you know anything about funding please talk to us <laughs> let us know <laughs> yeah well uh today we're both inside uh i'm here in new york zach you are in pittsburgh right mm-hmm. hopefully i don't know I uh, at this moment yeah. and for those of you who uh, who are stumbling onto this lovely podcast we are a radio show uh and we talk about cinema Media, mostly cinema, but some a little bit of media in there as well, just so we can be eclectic. Uh, and we try to bring on people who we think are interesting in the film world. And we also just talked amongst ourselves. Uh, we, um, you can also go online and see our previous episodes, which we're having a little bit of an issue with actually. We, um, just uh, for right now. Yeah, just for right now, we're trying to figure out why we can't really seem to find our stuff on iTunes like our no, new no, stuff no, no. Oh, uh, on iTunes well we oh. ha- okay the, the, you're thinking of the podcast the podcast yeah. is is uh we have it through SoundCloud and we're that's another thing that but we're going to fix that like now uh but the actual show itself that we air here with Radio Free Brooklyn I'm trying to figure out how to find it cuz a lot of people are just like we can't find old episodes without going you can find it on our website but anyways yeah, i have a lot of people too like there was this uh guy walking his dog yesterday and he was just like hey you're zach ferguson right and i go you bet you uh man and he goes what's up with the itunes i'm like going on itunes all day trying to figure out where the hell and i go oh okay please don't bring up that hot place to me yeah uh, He's like, well, I feel like since it's so cold outside, you might like it. I well, I I, I was very scared because oh, okay. I'm like, hell is bad. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna meet Hitler. He's gonna be bad. Mm. He's gonna be mean. Hmm. He's gonna cheat at poker or something. <laughs> I don't know. Classic. I don't want to go there. Yeah. Well, 
that hopefully that scary man left you. Uh, and did you at least tell him where the iTunes was? I told him where to go. Okay, good. Well, that's good. I told him to go straight up his 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 ass. <laughs> did you say it like that? Uh, yeah, I did. Man, this is I said, Excuse me, sir. Can you please stop spitting at me? And uh, I'll tell you where to go. And he goes, "Oh, finally, someone will tell me where to go." And I said, "Please go up. Please go up your own ass." <laughs> And he was shocked. <laughs> oh. Well, well yeah, that's normally how, that's the normal occurrences we have with our fans. Our fans are really weird. They're very nice to us. They're not nice to us at all. Uh, we ask them to comment below, and they normally just, they never, they never comment below, and then they just berate us while walking their dogs. Yeah. Um, and they don't even really ask about movies. They they just say they just ask us where to find our stuff, and they just get really mad at us. So we are fixing that 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 problem. Uh, yeah, and so. we have a lot of Collins, which is nice. Well, we had that Colin from that guy last uh, two two weeks ago. We I haven't had a Colin in a while. Yeah. We can call. Well, Zach is Mister No Collins over here, uh, yeah, but. <laughs> We, you can call in, uh, and let us know, uh, what you want to talk about. If you have any ideas of what you want to talk about for next week or someone, we'll give yeah. you the number later, but, uh, you can also you know just what? look it up online. What? I'm okay with call-ins. You know what? Just fill up our, fill, you know what? I want to be filled up on call-ins. I don't know what you're talking about. I want to fill, I want to be filled up on Collins, it will create a genesis within me. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was there. We go. I there. That's zing. <laughs> um. So, anyways, uh, let's talk about uh first. Um, what's going on? News. News. Something huge happened. Is happening today. Can mm-hmm. I say what it is? Yeah. Us. Seeing the nominate uh, the winners of the Spirit Awards. Yeah, no, we were really excited. Uh, I wasn't able to watch the Spirit Awards because was um, I was filing my taxes. Uh, oh, you but yeah, I was oh, filing. We need to talk. We need to talk about that offline because uh, <laughs> the usual person I pay to do that uh, won't do it for me. Mm. Well, yeah, we can so, talk about so that, or we I could talk about it now and turn this into a tax show, which I, I bet everyone would love. Um, I would be appreciative. <laughs> how to file your taxes? Well, I just did it through H and R Block, and they were really kind, but it was slightly oh, expensive. Really? Yeah, oh. and also, also the person kind of got mad at me because they called me to change my time, my schedule, because I was previously scheduled for Valentine's Day. Then someone Pretty called sick. me up. Someone called me up, and it was just like, "Hey, you know, this is on Valentine's Day. You're a lovely fellow, so I imagine you're doing something on Valentine's Day." And I was just like, uh, I mean, don't assume that some people like Valentine's Day and don't like Valentine's Day. But you are right. I I do have plans. And so I changed it. And um, and then the the guy who I was previously with called me up and kind of was just like, oh, I didn't know it was changed. That's an error. Like you someone's like messed up. You got to like you got to reschedule right now here with me. And I was just like, oh, man, this is getting hostile. But um, so so it was only bad because. You uh, were bad with scheduling. I, I wasn't honestly, bad with scheduling. They were. It's 
Uh, no know. offense, Sam, but anytime anybody, it sounds like you give me a story about someone being angry with you, it's because you were late or forgot a date hey, or something. Uh, you're the one who, for our first episode, slept in for the first <laughs> thing, and I was freaking out. Hey, you know what? So uh, that, I wouldn't. You know what? I'm done. You know what? I have nothing. That's true. It's true. Mm. But that was a one-time deal that never happened again. I hated how it happened on the first episode, mm. though. Okay. Uh, All right. Anyway, <laughs> Zach's flabbergasted right now because I called him out. There but was... uh, we should uh, talk then about uh, the Spirit Awards, Spirit which Awards. I think yes. is really all that's going on right now, right? I mean, that's I can't think that's of any. It. I think the award season is over at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you have the list up in front of you? They seem to really uh, love, uh, they seem to really wait. love if Beale Street could talk. Oh, also, if you guys don't know, the Spirit Awards were held last night, uh, and it was hosted by Audrey, Audrey Plaza, nice. um, or Aubrey Plaza, um, and it's by the Film Independence Computer Spirit Awards. Look up, bring up, bring up Spirit Awards. Oh my god. Um, Okay, here it is. I got it. Yeah, best feature. If Beale Street Could talk. Uh, didn't talk so much. Yeah. Um. The it was actually pretty cool though, because Barry Jenkins, the director of that, whenever he went up, actually no, he went up. He won for best director, and when he won for best director, um, the good thing about the Spirit Awards is they had uh, it was like three women were nominated for best director, and it was only two men, but Barry Jenkins won. And Barry Jenkins actually went up and took his time to, uh, like, basically call out uh, the fact that more studios need to employ uh, women. Because there's only 4% of studio films that are directed by women. So, which was pretty cool. And um, oh, wait, trying to... you, wait, hold on. Are you saying that it's pretty cool that only 4%? Okay, sorry. Context. Pretty cool that he called it out. Um oh. Anyways, yeah, I'm going to get really Republican. Um, Wait, real quick. This uh, Tamara Jenkins, is that by any chance any relations to Barry Jenkins? Who's Tamara Jenkins? What are you looking at? Uh, She was one of the best director. Oh, oh, I don't I'm not looking at it. I was just looking at the winners. Uh, I doubt it. That would be interesting if he was up. I, I, I don't know. What's the movie that? That is for. Uh, it looks like it's the sequel to Private Parts. It's called Private Life. I don't. I don't know. But uh, I, I, that'd be interesting if they were, they were, they were like husband and wife up against each other, or brother and sister, or um, maybe it's like a mother and son-in-law, son-in-law, or a daughter-in-law. Yeah, daughter-in-law. Right. Um. Yeah, and then uh, Ethan Hawke won for Best Male Lead, which is not a surprise By the way, at all. N- no relation to who? Just they have the same last name. Oh, okay. Um, eighth Grade won for Best uh, First Screenplay. Also, I'm going to be a little bit controversial, I think. Uh, I thought I think Eighth Grade is uh, under or overrated. Thoughts? Uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen it, but I did. I saw a parody. Of that, where uh, Funny or Die uh, combined the trailer of 8th Grade 
with Billy Madison. <laughs> uh, and from what I saw, it I mean, it, it seems like it's the reason why I hate YouTube. Like those YouTubers who just uh, want to talk to the camera. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like, I don't really like those people personally. And yeah. There's a whole movie about uh, this eighth grade girl who has no business telling me what to do. <laughs> I, 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 wow. want, I want one a movie. Also, uh, just from the trailer, her dad looked too well put together. I swear. People, I'm. St- I you base uh, a lot of your opinions just off of trailers. By the way, you still haven't seen Beale Street could talk, and you literally oh. just the only thing you say about it is the line, "I hope it's a boy," and it's just like I like the way it was delivered. It was He's a good delivery, hands. but that has like, nothing. To, I, I mean, it has a boy. It's not what the film is. You know, it's not about this dad hoping that. Her, his daughter gives birth to a boy, and like his, like his journey discovering the sex of this baby. I have a question. Just one real question. Uh, a real quick. question is the song that has the line "People on the streets." Is that in this song? People on the streets. You mean under pressure? Yeah, under pressure is under pressure. And if Beale Street could talk, I like, hey, why? Let's listen to what because people on the streets. Streets. <laughs> It's on. Oh, wait, because Bill Street. Bill Street. Oh, I wish they I think they should have remixed it for those listeners out there who have access to a remixing table. Please uh, remix, remix. <laughs> under pressure under to make it. If Bill Street could talk <laughs> for that one line, you really just fix it on one line that you hear. And then you just think that line over and over again and you think that's what that whole thing is about until you watch it so comment below if you think Zach should watch if Beale Street could okay so, so I, I really am, th- I, am I gonna am I gonna watch it and then he goes like I hope it's a boy and then like the next minute after they're like it's a girl and he's like damn it <laughs> I'm not gonna ruin anything what if they're I, actually I just, just like wanted. what if they actually just say like it's actually this new gender that we just we just discovered it's this called swall ball swall ball it's actually a swall ball it's like a really side <laughs> for some reason barry jenkins just decided really to, to <laughs> completely rewrite uh, the book and have but like have just this small section <laughs> where they just define gender. a new gender after he asks that <laughs> I, I and and no one, ball. no one says anything about it. And like, so maybe like one interviewer asked Barry Jenkins, "Yeah, there is this weird part of the film where you rewrote the book and had the baby be a different gender than male and female." I was wondering your uh, take on that, and he just completely ignores it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you know, I'm I'm really into sci-fi. I thought you know, I mean, or uh, you know, n- new uh, genders. I think that's pretty <laughs> really cool. into Rather new genders. <laughs> Oh, Barry Jenkins, think about that in your next film. Uh, also going down, surprise, surprise, Roma won. Wait, why did you say that with... You said that with, like, uh, I, I hope Roma wins. Tell you the truth, that's what I'm putting my money... Uh, that's what I did put my money on. For Good. This. So you won, then. <laughs> I did. Good. Yeah. Because uh, award season is over. Um... Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean it's fine. I uh it's just it's not a surprise at all. I feel like there's no way that 
it wouldn't win Best International Film. It has so much Look, hype. I, I just want to say I, I'm grumpy when movies that I don't think should win become huge. But, like, Roma, I think, deserves a lot of awards. Like, good for Roma. Also, Roma. I thought it was interesting. Our, uh, uh, I would say friend of the show, but someone we talk about a bit, the the John Cassavetes Award uh, oh, went to that- not Thunder Road, which uh, I've talked about Jim Cummings a bit uh, on previous episodes. It went to Jim McKay for NL Septimo Di... Daya, I uh, probably mispronounced that. But um, this is director's name is Jim McKay. What? It's interesting. There's a Robert Altman Award for in the spirits. I wonder if he started this award ceremony. But no right. offense to Robert Altman. I mean, I guess he wasn't a a sexual predator, but he was definitely the. No, okay, he he, he definitely. Was an uh, a Hollywood director? I'll tell you that much. He was a Hollywood. Dr- oh, oh, because it's not indie. I think it's because well, uh, Robert Altman. I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, he I'm definitely wasn't a John he was, Cassavetes. He was very. Yeah. Um. But I then, mean, he... Mind the Gap won for Truer Than Fiction award, which I guess is just the same thing as Best Documentary. Oh, they also have a Best Documentary, which went to Won't You Be My Neighbor, which I saw, uh, and it was great. Um, and you watch all the movies, don't you? I tried to this year. I I normally don't, but I really tried. Anyways, now that the Independent Spirit Awards, we can get on with our lives and stop talking about uh Awards. films based just on who we think a independent, uh, slightly elitist, uh, uh, mostly white, uh, group of people are going to decide. Uh, should win uh, and be named the best film and have people's whole careers, uh, you know, completely derived on what wins this one award. And always feel disappointed afterwards and always feel like films are dying. And then when it's over, you hate movies for about a week, and then you realize that it's not about awards. It's about your own personal thoughts. Was that a pre-record? Sorry, no. I was I was I was singing a song, and I thought it was like like an American in the Brave, but it turned out to just be a gospel song. Oh, yeah, the old switcheroo. Happens. Oh, by the way, it was really interesting. Just a little bit of an offside here. Um, I get these Discover Weeklies on Spotify. Oh, uh, the week. Yeah. No, no, not sorry, not uh, new music comes out every Friday. I guess mm-hmm. and that's when they put it up on Spotify. <laughs> so I look through all the songs, and I'm looking through one of the songs, and there's this really catchy, like very techno, and it's like right up my alley. Uh-huh. And I'm listening to the words, and I'm thinking, oh, it's like. It's about a woman who loves a man who says, like, he'll never go away. He's always in her heart. And I'm walking around listening to this song. And she keeps saying Jesus and God. Mm-hmm. And I listen to the words. I'm like, wait a minute. She's not she's not using Jesus or God as like an, like an exploitation. She's talking about Jesus and God. Mm-hmm. This is a Christian song. Oh. Wait, oh, this was just, you just found it on your Discover Weekly? 
Yeah, I, I've been like I've been jamming out to this song that I thought was like one of those songs where I like like one of those love songs like you'll always be in my heart. I love you, baby. But instead, it's like Jesus. Like I thought it I thought it was a rock song. Do you know what is. this song is called? Um yeah. I looked up the band too, and yeah, mm. they're a Christian rock band. I was just, I don't know. I mean, most Christian music all sounds the same. There's a, that reminds me of, uh, there is something I saw recently, which was done by this YouTube thing called Grimy Ghost, exclamation point. And it's Mm -hmm. this Christian Catholic TV show in which is these two worms, but I guess they, and it's like horribly animated. And, uh, Basically, this guy, there's this one character who just keeps saying that he's he's like a bee that looks like Elvis or like font like the Fonz, and he just keeps saying like I'm the king of the bees. This was a Catholic, <laughs> it's it's this just was a, a combination. Cartoon? It's just a compilation. Well, this cart this video is a four minute compilation of every single time this character says I'm the king of the bees. And he just oh, keeps saying it. Called? It's called King of the Bees. Just type in King of the Bees, and it's the first thing that shows up. I watched it last night, and it is the funniest thing I've ever seen. This All The right, guy well. is just constantly his catchphrase is, I'm the King of the Bees. And he's kind of like learns oh. his lesson because uh, – and then he, there's a sequel to it where he he learns his lesson, and he finally – like he's talking to God, and he's just like, I'm not the King of the Bees. You're the King of the Bees. And it's finally this big oh. reveal. And then the next episode, or the guy, the one that was edited by the same guy, he's, he it gets into like a really personal family thing, and it's like it's, it turns into like not really a show for kids. It's like his his I guess his wife is fed up with doing all of his dishes and stuff, and it's actually kind of an episode that like talks about how women need to do needs to cook for the. It's like kind of a a fucked up message the second one like a very strong conservative message um i i see it right here king of the bees king of the bees king yeah that's it that's it that's it but uh i highly recommend you guys listen to it also real quickly i'm supposed to do more ads uh for since we are on radio free brooklyn so you're listening to radio free brooklyn and uh, blah, 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 blah. Radio Free Brooklyn is proud to announce that we will be launching an after, well, we've already launched uh, an after school program for local teenagers in 2019 to learn media literacy, which is great because that's kind of what the show is. A little bit of media literacy. Sometimes we try to sprinkle it in there um, through media, making a hands on approach guide for local. So no one from uh, no one from West Virginia allowed. Um Local professionals. If you'd be interested in participating or donating the program, please go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash after school. And remember, all all of the donations are tax deductible. So don't think that you will find a loophole. All of the donations you give us uh, are indeed tax deductible. So Wait, is this show tax deductible? Well, we're not getting any money right now. Uh, You're saying I'm paying money to be on this. Oh, oh, true. Uh, not sure, not sure. They haven't given that in, in our little pamphlet thing. But that also goes on to another point, which I don't think people seem to realize. But uh, if you guys want to donate to this show specifically, 
you can go on to Radio Free Brooklyn slash Two Thumbs Undecided, and you can sponsor our show pledging a uh, dollar a month, two dollars a month, three dollars a month, whatever you guys want. Wow. Uh, because we do indeed uh, pay to be on here, and it would be nice to uh, break even. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh man. Also, comment below if you have any suggestions. Or, you know, you can also call in if you want, I guess. Uh, 718-928-9732. We will be lovely uh, to you. And we will uh, take everything you have to say. And we will grow from it. We will, we will take all comers. Mm-hmm. That's, that's our catchphrase. Um, so anyways, we should move on to our actual theme for today. Since there's yes. really nothing going on in uh-huh. media itself really right now. Like, news is kind of dead. Uh, so we're going to talk about comedians. Da, 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 da. Comedians. Yes, so yeah, comedians have, uh, long been, uh, lovely and cure of cancers. They're always like the funniest. They're always the funniest in yeah. my opinion. Uh, sometimes though, there have been serious movies like the shining that crack mm. me up. The shining, I Ugh. think is a, I think one of the best comedy. comedies of the 80s, and I think that's a, a hot take, shine. but a, kind of a confusing take at the same time. If you guys haven't I seen Shining, very scary. Look at it, watch it again, not from the point of view of a Kubrick film. Think of it more of a comedy, and I think you'll have a much better time. What do you think? What do you think, Shelly? Or what's her name? Uh, give me the bat. Give me the bat. Give uh, me the bat. What's her name? Give me the again? Bat Mary. It's not Give Mary. Shelly? No. Uh no. Oh, that's, man. Uh is... Wendy. Wendy, uh, thank you. Yeah. Give me. What do you think, Wendy? Um It's almost done. Anyways, comedies. So uh I mean, right off the bat, we can talk about so I think a great comedian is a comedian uh who I mean you have your you have your comedians who just do straight out comedy. Like mm-hmm. a Rob Schneider, who don't really think about the craft, uh, or at least from what I've seen, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of throw on some prosthetics, pretend to be a man or a woman, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there, or are also those pretend to be Middle can... Eastern, or what? Just pretend to be Middle Eastern, and you know, oh, yeah. do a bunch of different okay. characters. Not a huge fan of Rob Schneider. I don't really understand. Um, also, maybe a hot take. I'm not really a huge fan of. Uh... Adam that Sandler. That whole cast. That whole. Are you? I'm do you like Adam Sandler? Adam's, no, I'm not. Not. I mean, I love. Okay, here's the thing. I love Waterboy, and I do like Billy Madison. Uh, so I can kind of respect him from what, for what he does. Uh, and then ever so often I'll see like a clip from that ridiculous Seven or whatever, and kind of oh, yeah. laugh. But like, it's only clips. Mm-hmm. And usually they're clips and people are talking over it saying like, and number one, this is the worst movie of 2017. You know, ridiculous sex. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh he's one of those people that, I mean, he had the comedy sh- or the, the standup that came out recently. I don't know if you saw that. I really like no. that. Uh, I was a huge, I was a fan of his standup. I like his, I like when he's being more personable with the audience, but like his films have, Ever since Waterboy and Barry, Billy Madison, ever since really the 90s, early 2000s, like, his films have 
always been kind of actually I did like click I was I a fan of click. click I actually I thought I wouldn't like it but then um my girlfriend uh decided to force me to watch it and uh I was like ah, it's not bad it's uh it's kind of emotional the thing with Adam Sandler is he is definitely um slightly racist and definitely uh a little bit misogynistic. I don't know. He just seems to be uh, not really aging too well in today's day and age. Was I guess. that how his stand-up was? No, I feel like his... No, no. His stand-up was mostly just goofy. Like, his stand-up was just kind of... Uh, mostly just songs. Um, was it him? Did he make any noises? Like... Of course. He also did a song at the end that was dedicated to Chris Farley, which was really emotional. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He's, he's one of those comedians that I feel like is really only liked by people from Long Island or, uh, people, men who are in their mid, uh, mid thirties or mid forties in that age. Right? All right. Uh, I don't know. All right. So, well, see, okay. So there's Adam Sandler. There's and one. then you have another class of comedians who have been able to graciously transition from comedies to serious movies, I think, quite well. That is an interesting I mean, topic, have, actually, yeah. Well, you have your Jim Carrey's, who I think is actually not a bad actor. I think he's fine. But then he'll do a weird movie like, say, Kick-Ass 2, where it's a little uncomfortable. He was in Kick-Ass 2? Yeah, he was, uh, he was like a, a, a drill sergeant, and he was like real beefed up. At least the prosthetics were. Mm, that's a really random um, movie. But like, I rewatched a little bit of uh, Internal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, mm-hmm. and I think he's. Ve- I thought he was very choice in that. I thought he played a wonderful character. Mm-hmm. He wasn't too Jimmy Carrey. Yeah, that. I mean, he's he's now on that one show called um, Joking. I think Joking. Uh, I haven't seen it though. But yeah, no, he's definitely. I think the two comedians that come to mind when I think of that transition. I mean. I think, uh, what was the film? Um, Truman Show was like a perfect combination for Jim Carrey. It was like both be yourself, be that weird kind of humor thing, but also this is a serious film. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that was like the, that was a great choice for him of transitioning to doing more serious stuff. But it's also kind of sad how serious drama is kind of, perceived as the next step like doing a serious long fiction or uh not long fiction uh a serious like feature film is like the height of a comedian's career is when you can start doing that which is stupid because that's what gets the oscars and i think i think the what you know (laughs) you mean the spirit awards that's that's (laughs) That's what I mean. That's what gets you awards in general. Oh, okay. All right, all right fine. You know, whatever. Whatever you say. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I know that that's the kind of the general thing is people want to get awards. Yeah. But like, that, I guess that's part and partial. I don't like awards because there are no mo- There are no awards specifically for oh, comedy. You know. Oh boy. Okay. Now this is a whole. Tell you the truth, this may be our topic. I mean, this is still comedians. 
What's no, the- no, but I think uh, you just said this is why I don't like awards, which means that you mean do you think there should be awards? I don't. I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, uh, do you want to be? Here's my take. Do you just want to be like live in this hippie world where uh, like nothing is, everything is equal? Okay. And, okay here's well, here's what I think. We'll take a quick deviation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> where nothing is equal. Yeah, yeah. I want to be a communist. Is what you're getting at. Um, just is because I don't like awards. Uh, here's my 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 take, uh, which may be hot or cold or yes or no or you know in or out or up and down. Um, my take is, I think awards should be given out for more of the indie films. Like I think there should definitely still be film festivals, Sundance, you know, awards like that that are more uh used for more of just like promoting a film like getting films Uh where they need to be going but when you already have like the oscar like people what people like i don't know people i guess people also or i'm not the i mean the spirit awards like when you have something like the spirit awards like people are already well i like the spirit awards i don't know i'm i'm thinking i guess i never really thought too much about this opinion i just don't like the fact that awards is the time in which people talk about films like everyone talks about films and i think there is a breed of quote unquote film lovers who only like films during award season and they watch and they they only watch films just so they can you know chat and know like what's going like have an opinion on what's going to win or not and no one really who talks about like if i if i ask you like what is your favorite film you tell me Wayne's World 2 how many awards did Wayne's World 2 win? You know? You don't even know. You just make that sound effect normally. I really, so, I really don't think... Do you think there are people... I, I mean, there must be. But I, I think the majority of people in the world, their favorite... I don't think they go, wow, this had no awards. I'm not seeing it. Like, that's why I'm not going to see it. I, I, I just think the awards... And I think most people who are in films don't even really care much about the awards i i i don't know i just don't like the fact that the argument is who's going to win this award and it becomes more political becomes less of why i like film itself i just not a fan of the awards season and as soon as you watch a film people are just saying like oh this might be nominated for an award that we don't talk about on the show um so. I think it's kind of fun. I, I think the award season is kind of fun, uh, though. You know, I, I think my thing is, is I just don't like those who get nominated. I mean, that's, that's the main. Thing. I mean, I don't know, because I don't I don't think the movies are my maybe this is what it is. I think maybe there shouldn't be an Oscar season if none of the movies really deserve it. It's also it's also <laughs> annoying to me how. Oh, <laughs> that'd be funny. They're just like also, the it's way, canceled this year. Yeah. Uh, there's no, uh, movies, there's no uh, movies being nominated for the Independent Spirit Awards. Um, I guess yeah. we're uh, yeah, that'd be great. And but I will say, people do stand up when they see that you are nominated or a winner. Mm-hmm. So like, um, I, I was seeing ads for the new Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. and it says Twilight Zone, um, presented by. Spirit Award winner Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. <laughs> I think more ads should have Spirit me, Awards on it. I yeah, would, but 
Go ahead. But, but like to me, like I don't care about the spirits award, like spirit awards. Like just say from uh, Key and Peele's, from Key and Peele, Jordan Peele. Like I don't <laughs> care he won some stinking award. Yeah. I want to know. I want to know about his his criteria. I yeah. want to be like from Funny Man Jordan Peele. And I'm just like I like funny. Yeah, like guy who made you laugh. You know, didn't and then and then here's a recording of your of your laughter, and then it shows you laughing, and then you're just like, wait, how how do they get that video? Whoa, yeah. And then you realize that they have recordings of every reaction you ever make to anything, and then you realize that uh, the human race is over. But uh, oh, no, but good a good transition back the, off this rant mm. uh, is to Jordan Peele. Ah. I think Jordan Peele is a recent. Uh, example of good uh, trip over from funny, straight up funny and meme worthy material to horror and like serious horror. Like not, yeah, not it's that still kind of funny though. Blood, blood and guts. It was still kind of funny. Get out. It was funny, but it wasn't like you know. It was. It, it was, wasn't a comedy. You know. Yeah. Even, it well, wasn't one of those like it was in the comedy stairs and farts. It was in the. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, it that was. It was in the comedy uh, section for the Golden Globes, though. Oh, I so. think it's because maybe comedy, like, <sighs> like sci, like sci-fi, horror, and comedy all fall in together. Mm, it also might just be because he probably had a better chance of winning. But um, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, but also going back to what we were saying about the two, I think the two actors that transition beautifully from comedy to film, uh, the late great Robin Williams, uh, I think is the best, oh, yes. the best yes. example of that. Uh, he could flip it on a dime. Yeah, he, uh, he was incredible. I don't know. I mean, he did uh, some Dead Poet Society, which touched our hearts, hmm. and then. And then he can do nine hours of Aladdin, like unused material for Aladdin. Uh-huh. Uh, it just, yeah, that man was something else. Yeah. Say. Yeah, he kind of transcended. Oh. I think everyone is kind of just like, I want to be like Robin Williams. Like, that's kind of the... But then you also have to appreciate the comedians who kind of just stay in their own... Stay in their own box, you know? I, I think... Like Adam Sandler. Like Adam Sandler. Uh, but I mean, it's Chaplin. I, I, I still, I, although like, I love Charlie Chaplin. Is that what you just said? Yeah. I mean, he, he basically, all of his movies were pretty like comedy. Like there wasn't one serious. They were a mix though. They were the same thing as Robin Williams. I think Charlie Chaplin is, is the original transition to his his films were like both funny uh, okay. but also extra. I mean, the first feature he ever made, The Kid, in twenty one, yeah. what had funny parts in it, but like it was about this guy who was getting his kids, who his kid ripped away from him, and it was there was like it was kind of a serious film. And Robin Williams, like you can't help. Well, I guess actually, Dead Poets Society, he really wasn't funny at all. Um, I don't know, but I hate to say it, but like I'm I'm trying to think of a movie. That can flip on a dime so quick, like the like those old nineteen twenty movies will have really sad moments, and then like the next scene will be someone like running away from cops and like that. That's how the kid kind of was. There's there's that really heart wrenching scene where Jack uh, 
Coogan. Uh, Cagney. Coogan. Coogan is uh, like reaching out for his dad. Mm-hmm. And then he like, you know, beats up a cop and then runs off, you know, with his kid. The only other example I know that can like change on a dime from super serious to funny mm-hmm. is Bojack Horseman. Oh, yeah. At least that's the only one that comes to my mind. Yeah. Bojack like, Horseman is kind that- of um actually a little bit of a side side note. Um the director uh for uh a film that went to Sundance, uh Minhal Big, uh she could be on this show and she's a writer for Bojack Horseman. Uh, Are you serious? I reached out to her Are for her film for her film Hala. And she, her representative, got back to me and said that she would, she would try to get this going. Uh, oh my goodness, was, that would be fantastic! Yeah. I, I, I would, I would consider coming down to New York for that. I don't know if she's probably not going to be in the studio. She's in L.A., so oh, I don't know yeah. if there's even much of a point for you to come oh. down. But uh, yeah, so that. she's probably going to be calling in as down. well. But uh, wait, 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 what's her name? Uh, it's. Min Minhal Beg, uh, uh, Hella. In, is her movie? It's M H A L A. H A L A. It's so her name is spelled her her name is spelled M I N H A L, and then that's her first name, and then her last name is B A I G. All right. Well, I'll look this up. Anyways, so like other comedians, so you said the great Wall. Oh, by the way, Hala is in Turkish is translated to English is still. Oh really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Um but yeah, no, Bojack Horseman is definitely a comedy that I think can really turn on a dime and really has a lot of uh incredibly funny yet also extremely serious parts. Uh extremely mm-hmm. serious, depressing, almost like I don't know, a lot of comedies these days, especially starting with Adult Swim, um I like a lot of like twists and where it's just like funny and then also really depressing at the same time. What? Hold on. You said this Minhal Beg. Yeah. What What about Beg? her? You said she writes for Bojack Horseman. Yes. I am not seeing that. She is a writer for Bojack Horseman. Okay. I'm not seeing it. Okay. Well, she is. I'm not saying it. I, I can keep saying this. She is a writer for Bojack Horseman. Oh man, I don't know why. Go on her Twitter page and it this. says writer and director and she lists a bunch of things she writes and directs for and one of it's Bojack Horseman. Ah, that she is a story editor. I I don't know. She does something for Bojack Horseman. Anyways. Okay. Um anyways, um I'm sorry. So yeah, you had a, you had another example of um of another person you were talking about. Um, no, I saw about like, Robin Bro- Williams. Well, no, I was mostly just talking about how comedy, a lot of uh, cartoons, you can like turn on a dime, and um, it goes from because really cartoons serious to... are kind of inherently a little bit silly. Yeah, since it's uh, an animated form. Yeah, and um, then and then uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, also, like, there are, I wanted to talk, though, uh, because we are slightly getting to the point where we're going to talk about where, what we want, what we watched this, this week. Um, but I do want to talk about, uh, some of the more auditory comedy as well. 
Um, ergo, Comedy Bang Bang Uh-oh. with Scott yeah. Ackerman. We haven't we've mentioned this show a few times, uh, but I think it is in a way slightly an inspiration for our show, uh, as well oh, as really? I think so. I mean, I I I am we're 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 talking. I don't know. Maybe I, I think. I mean, I would like to have more characters on this show, but yeah, you know, I gotta say out there, it's it's tough being two souls apart. Yeah, but um, I mean, Scott Ackerman is like, I don't know how he does it, uh, and he's also found this niche of like, um, a lot of comedians. You know, you either settle into your category of being a stand-up comedian, you know, a movie comedian. There really isn't, I, I mean, I guess maybe I'm just not that smart at this, but, like, there's really not that many, like, comedian podcasters. And he kind of did it before anyone else was. Like, he's been doing it since. He was, he, he was right out the gate. Uh, yeah. 2014 is when he uh, first started. Uh, no, no, sorry. No, like, it was earlier than earlier that. Than it was, that, like, I think. early 2000s. Yeah, was, uh, I think like, 2011. No, two, no, no, sorry, 2009 is when he started it. Yeah, but he also had, that's when he started the podcast, but he also did the radio show, uh, which was, I think, started in, like, early 2000s, so. Yeah, then he also, not only the radio show, but he also did, um, he did, apparently he did stand-up, or, like, a a variety show at UCB, Mm -hmm. and I think that's where Comedy Bang Bang started. Anyways, his whole, everybody he brings on to that, like, Lauren Lapkus. I've grown to appreciate Paul Tompkins vividly. Vividly, Paul. Yeah, you're just, okay. what you said vividly. Vividly, I'm like I can see it. Oh, you could see I your excitement for it. Touch it. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I, I can like if if I, if my memories were coming out of my head, I could see how clearly I appreciate and respect and laugh at Lauren Lapkus. Yeah, I see what you mean now. Uh, Paul of Tompkin is also one of the reoccurring guests. Um, yeah, it's just a great show. I don't know. I, I've always, it's like weekly. If you guys haven't checked it out, I'd highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Is there any like podcast comedy things that you like? Honestly, th- that's the only one. Yeah. The people keep telling me about other ones. Uh, but I, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm resistant to change and new. And, uh, sometimes, sometimes I become too obsessed over uh, things. Like I'll be talking about a show that I just got into and I've watched the entire thing basically. So, yeah. Um, I, I, I like to be obsessed with one thing at a time and then eat up everything of it. And then go on to the next thing. And mm-hmm. I'm almost to that point with uh, Comedy Bang Bang. I've almost listened to, like, all the the hits. Yeah, I mean, it and keeps going. Hit, and the not hits. Yeah. I don't know. So, um, is there any other things in comedy that you want to yeah, talk Yeah, I was going to say, um, my, uh, I think the Mighty Python people have done oh. well in somewhat riding the line of comedy uh-huh. and also sometimes going over it into series, uh-huh. especially uh, Terry Gillum. Yeah. Who, who did, uh, he was the one American in the group and who was also the animator. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, I feel like he was, he liked comedy, but was maybe always like, Hey, I want to be weird. And then 
Like I watched Brazil recently. Yeah. And it's interesting to see like Mike Michael Palin in it. And you can mm-hmm. see the goofiness in these movies, but due to the writing and just the art of it, it makes it uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. He kind of well, has a kind of not in the best place right now, Terry Gilliam. He's not in the best place. Yeah, his film just got stolen from him. Or not stolen, but uh, his film, uh, what was it? Um, Man, the Man of- Who Killed the Don Quixote. Yeah, that was his film that he directed, but something happened where producers basically took control of it, and he's not really getting much credit for it now, so oh, it's kind of sad. I mean, he, he did direct it and wrote yeah, it, Yeah, right? but I think it was taken from him somehow, uh, oh, much like how... Uh, Orson Welles' last film was taken from him, kind of deal. Uh oh. Um. So yeah, Mighty Python is. I mean, it's. I think it's. I I would attribute Mighty Python as like the beginning of modern comedies. Um. I also I could say. That, I mean, I'm trying to think of a other. I mean, well, what about Mel Brooks? We didn't talk about Mel Brooks at all. Yeah, Mel Brooks. Uh, Mel Brooks is a little bit dated. Um. He's, I don't know. I watched. I watched Blade Runner. I, I saw Blade Runner. I saw uh, Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Recently, like I've never seen the whole thing, mm-hmm. and I there are several parts where I was laughing out loud mm-hmm. at that. Yeah. No. I, yeah. No. I. I mean, he's definitely great. I just think today's the most of the humor coming out today more resembles uh, Mighty Python than it does. Uh, Mel Ge- or Mel Brooks. Well, no, see, comedy today, I think, is very. Uh, you, it's hard to not see a comedy that isn't somewhat uh, fourth, like breaking the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. So, in that respect, I think actually Mel Brooks is more influential. Well, also today, oh, like we also only have ten like, minutes. But go ahead. But like with BoJack Horseman, which I think is the funniest comedy out there. Uh, it's very, it's a little bit uh, meta mm-hmm. in itself, you know. Uh, it's it's a it's a Hollywood made cartoon, and it's about Hollywood actors, yeah. you know. And that's that's very much. I mean, that's very much the Mel Brooks. Where that's true. That's uh, true. People who go also the, they go to their own movie. We haven't talked at all about stand up comedy, uh, which I think is it's making okay. a huge. You're okay with it. Well, I mean, stand-up comedy, I think, is bigger than it's ever been, like, especially with Netflix. Like, especially with beginning with John Mulaney's New in Town, I think that was kind of the, the beginning of all of these Netflix stand-up comedies, and there seems to be one. Ken Jeong just came out with one. Yeah, that, um, that's when it got cool. I didn't even know who, like, I am not a fan of watching stand-up uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I might as well just put it on as a podcast. Mm-hmm. Why watch it? You know, I got I got to do things with my body. Yes, you do. Um, but I can enjoy that you. with my brain. Hmm. But um, John Mulaney was the like the one of the only ones that I actually sat down and like absorbed my butt into the couch hmm. to watch. Yeah, I I think the the thing with uh, stand up is uh, it's yeah it is kind of hit or miss. It it feels like the best things about if you actually go into my favorite way of consuming. Stand up if you do Pandora and you just like one of your favorite comedians and it just plays like a bunch of like four minute clips from stand ups. Um, mm-hmm. It's like the best of of all the stand ups that are like this comedian. I think that's the funniest. 
because sometimes it does get kind of I, I've never comedians really aren't really great or like the geniuses at a at narrative and like having an arc. Sometimes it's cool, but I'd say most of the time it's kind of like you can just kind of listen to it in bits and it's not like you're missing anything. You know, though, arguably, if you talk to a stand up about that, they would say, how dare you? Uh, these transitions are my babies. Well, the transitions are cool. I mean, I think that that's part of the, the great thing is the transition and also bringing that's up the, old jokes. Uh, but I don't know. That's their tight 10, man. Yeah, that's, that's you know, it's like I, I'm I start I've I've learned more about comedy through comedy bang bang and going to classes and going to things. I realize that it, it's like a poetry but you're just trying to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's not improvised really that much. You like, you practice it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you study it. You go, no, wait, this joke should go first. This jokes. It's like, a, it's like editing, mm-hmm. honestly. Well, you have to create. We're going to have stuff. to wrap up if we're going to say what we've watched this week. Um, okay, so you go first, no, you go first. Okay. I'll go first. So I binged watched uh, something that popped some, Something that popped up on my YouTube was like this clip from this kid show in the early 2000s called Invader Zim. Mm-hmm. I never watched that show as a kid. Uh, I was too busy watching like stuff like Cat Dog and Simpsons and uh, Pokemon. I think mm-hmm. was my cartoon of choice. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Other shows. There were other shows to be watched. Yeah. And Invader Zim was never one of them. And I remember it was kind of the odd man out cartoon for kids. Our, uh, my age at that point. Mm-hmm. So I started watching it and I gotta say, it was a good, I've watched every single episode except the last episode. Um, so, but I'm watching it right after this. I really like it. It's odd. It's gross. Um, it's one of those shows where I'm surprised by what they got away with. Mm-hmm. Like there's an, there's a really weird episode where the alien Zim, mm-hmm. Who has the voice of Billy from Billy and Mandy? Oh, really? He he wants to be more human to the doctor, so he decides to steal all like uh, different organs from the kids. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the episode, he's like this fat blob of like pulsating organs. Oh, and it's so gross. Well, anyways, uh, yeah, it seems like a so, lot of those '90 films or '90 shows, like early 2000s, seem to get away with. A lot more. Uh, But my, since we only have a few minutes left, uh, my thing that I'm watching is this show called Pen15, uh, which is Uh, on Hulu. Uh, And it's these... about that on Comedy Bang Bang. Yes, they, yeah, I'm watching that show. uh, And it's these two 31-year-old women who play middle schoolers and then everyone around them are actual middle schoolers. Uh, so it's kind of like this joke of like, cause it's an R rated middle school show. So it's not like Ned's Declassified. It's kind of, it is a little bit inappropriate. And some of the things they do, you shouldn't ask actual middle schoolers to do. Um, but they do, I mean, it, it they do kind of look young. Like they look, they definitely don't look like they're in middle school, but like, I don't know. One of the, one of the actresses has like a bowl cut haircut and it really sells it. I don't know. But I highly recommend it. Uh, it's both funny and also serious at the same time, which goes into what we were talking about. All right. Well, uh, we're going to close up shop. Do you have any last words um, in regards to comedy or anything current 
that's going on. Uh, yeah, I just, I just want to say uh, I have to go out and watch some more movies. Uh, today. Okay, well, uh, we have an issue with the sound uh, with Zach. I don't know what just happened, uh, but Zach's sound just got really staticky. Uh, so, uh, uh, no, Zach, we can't hear you. We can't hear you. Uh, anyways, so we're going to, um, uh, end with, sorry about that. We're going to end with, uh, the song High Horse by Casey Misgraves, uh, who is hosting, uh, or not hosting. She is, um, presenting at an award, uh, tonight that, you know, I don't know much about. I might, you know, go on and tweet about it. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, but say la vie. All right. Here is uh, High Horse. Hall of Fame for all 